what's the date? Sorry, we're mid-August. 18th of August. You're, you're mid-Edinburgh. Yeah. I've come back from holiday, mm-hmm. I think. Um, you came back from holiday two weeks ago. Yeah, I've been back from holiday for a while. Yeah. So the yeah Oppenheimer, I would have already been back, but we, we probably won't address that. So yeah, no, I think I think this is a lull period for me. I don't see myself doing too well on the nineteenth. Do you not think? No, I think I'm very like wistful. Okay. I, I, there's a lot of looking out of windows without knowing what to think. So that's my permanent state of being. But you, you're quite rarely wistful, I think. Yeah. So okay, we need to talk like it's the present, by the way. Um, so I don't know. There's just like something in the air at the moment <laughs> that I can't quite put my okay. I can't quite put my finger on. Yeah. But there's uh, I think oh, you know obviously the news has been yes. tough to digest. What happened? What? Oh yeah, I remember. Of course. Well, of course, another victim. No, and uh, 2023 has claimed another you know ch- victim of our childhood heroes turning out to be sex pests. John Tickle, Basil Brush. <laughs> <laughs> Basil Brush. Basil Brush has come out and he's been... He's been Basil Brush, you kind of... Now now looking back, you're like, of course, of he, course. Was, of course he was a sex the offender. The man's called Basil Brush. Yeah. Is he a fox or is he not? Yeah. He um, liked that hand up him a bit too much. Exactly. And then, well, was, it, was, it, was he soliciting pictures or was it physical stuff? Um, I think Basil Brush was brushing up uh, a bit aggressively right. against some ladies. To I the think. makeup artists. Exactly. Uh, I think his stardom, it came out that in the 90s at the BBC, I think stardom went to his head. Um, mm. And I think he used his uh, power as being the only fox who mm. works at the BBC. Is Basil Brush a fox? Yes. Yeah. What was his um, catchphrase? Boom, boom. <laughs> And he made a bit of a boom boom. Exactly. Boom boom. Yeah. And he and he, because he wanted to boom boom. How resentful would you be if Go he on. were the man operating Basil Brush? And it came out. No, well, it, it did come out. It did, obviously. <laughs> but let's talk about before this terrible, yeah. terrible news. Yeah. <laughs> how how resentful would you be if you were the the man operating the puppet and like doing the doing the voice? Maybe they're not the same people. But I always think that for puppeteers, you know, Basil Brush was, was huge. Yeah. You couldn't walk down the street without someone mentioning Basil Brush back in the early noughties. It's a good question. And if I'm the man there with my two fingers in him, you know? Um, well, I think it depends what you what you want from fame yeah. and what you want from success. And you'd wonder if someone went into the art of um, puppetry, you would think that in many ways they sort of shun the spotlight. Right. You'd think that the puppeteer as a type is someone who likes the kind of voyeuristic pleasure of watching his creation become famous. Shall I say that in a succinct manner? A creep. A all, creep. all puppet guys are creeps. It, you'd be hard pressed to find a non-creepy one. Do you remember Punch and Judy? Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Do you remember was that, that? Is that an English thing or is that just like a vaguely medieval? 100% an English thing. Yeah. I remember seeing that on Brighton Seafront and I just remember it was like it's domestic violence. It's completely. It's the, but they were, they were hitting each other, each other with, you know, bats, sticks, hardened I mean, the, the one thing is didn't the the wife gave as good as she got, right? Yes, Judy yeah. certainly had an attitude on so, her. <laughs> um, and she did, not to victim blame, but she did marry a man called Punch. I, I, I know that's not... So yeah, I'm not saying that's her fault, but he, he, he yeah, he was always that way. Clues in the name. <laughs> like I get it, he shouldn't be doing it, but maybe don't like put all your eggs in the punch basket because they're going to crack. Um, no, I, it was their faces, their terrifying little long noses. They look like witches from Shrek. Yeah, or the, and the big red cheeks and the mouths and the fact Do you that there was any someone. Of the na- narrative. No, not at all. 
Time Time was just, honestly just, tra- just a bit traumatising. Yeah. I'm not very good at childhood memories. No. Nor are you. Probably because of Punch and Judy, that sort of... Yeah, it goes... Punch and Judy, parents divorce. That's in it. In terms of <laughs> yeah, yeah. things that make me forget stuff. Do you have your first memory? I, mine, I always make one up. Okay. Because I don't. Because I'm like, how can you compartmentalize like I don't think anyone actually knows that no first I memory. think that's a good point I, don't I think, think e- everyone's I have like, a lie that I tell myself exactly I, I remember waking up in my oh no because I remember something before that so I don't know I remember there was one time that someone kept pushing me on it because I don't know what my first memory is I've got a few vague memories what tell me one of them I, I was just uh, when I was under a Christmas tree looking through the thistles how old were you do you think I don't know I've got the foggiest <laughs> 23 years old I'm the foggiest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I wonder what's in here <laughs> Breaking all the presents because I'm jangling them too early. memory. Yeah. No, I think like, (laughs) bullshit. I mean, I'm really bad at this. Yes. Um, But that makes me honest about, I think, a lot of people's downfalls here. I think it's bullshit that anyone can be like, this is definitely my first memory. Yeah. I think my sister convinced me that my first memory was like 9-11, but I don't actually think I remember it. Do you remember 9-11? No, not at all. How old? When? Well, because I I have the memory. The memory's clear, but I don't know if it's the memory I've been told. But I loosely remember, because what's quite good for me is yeah. I've got, I moved a lot. Yeah. So I've got... And you're was, friends with Mohammed Atta as well. Yeah. <laughs> from a really young age. <laughs> Who's that? He's the head, he was the mastermind behind 9-11. Yes. <laughs> how, how could I forget? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And because I was only, what, four at the time. So it yeah. was odd that we were, pen- yeah. unlikely pen pals, some yeah. might say. Um, but well, I, I'd remember being, because uh, I can say different houses. And there was one house that I was only in for like a year or two. Mm. And I do remember looking at, going, like looking at my sister's CD collection. And yeah. it was it was Steps, the band. And I remember her listening to Steps. But I think I must have been. Do you remember an emotional? An I was like, I kind of like that. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> A lot of my sisters, she would be playing like her I, her with her CDs and yeah. CD racks and she'd have like a stereo player and I'd be like, oh, this is quite, it was like my first interaction with music. Well, it's interesting because I, I, I've, I've been working through this in stand-up. And uh, therapy. Uh, and therapy. I, don't, I hate, actually, I, I hate that I said working through this in stand-up. Yeah. I've been writing jokes about this in stand-up. Just on stage, I've just been working through it. Um, Fighting the demons. Uh, about the weird situation of being guy with an older sister which is a very specific experience i think yeah potentially because it's like you have um like you're kind of shaped by women from a very early age so all of their tastes come through at a very early age and did your sister beat you she scratched she was a scratcher please continue did you have that moment because your sister's the same age difference as mine no i think she's one year older okay so roughly yeah yeah. so So my sister was a violent criminal for at least 12 years yeah and so i've met her she was horrible yeah, to yeah. me and yeah she still is to you she still beats me but so there's that weird thing where she used to when we were similar strengths she would give as good as she got you know yeah and so my view of women was they were they would if if they wanted something they'd to take it physically not to be trusted and then around 12 13 i do remember she was 12 like, 13 Around, around, yeah, a long time ago. Medieval, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot you were uh, a <laughs> medieval child, yeah. <laughs> uh, she was, I think, beating me up and I said enough and I pushed her off the sofa. Raw. With uh, a strength that she didn't realise I had because I was, I was hurtling through puberty. Mm. Um, and she, I saw that look where she realised that I was basically stronger than her now. Yeah. 
and things were a little different around there. Right. Suddenly there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> exactly. But then, uh, yeah, it did turn into emotional abuse, which was far worse. Yeah. I, I left, I, you know, physical abuse is actually, you can understand it more. There's a simplicity there. But yeah. the, the gaslighting and the lying, well, it's the, old the emotional and- cold war is actually yeah. a lot more damaging. It's true. The old sticks and stones adage doesn't actually ring true. No. Scars, and- scars heal. Yeah. <laughs> Childhood trauma doesn't. Sticks and stones I can understand. Yeah. But words I never will. <laughs> but words will always, you know, confuse me. You got yeah. the name of the episode right yeah. there. Um, yeah, I don't... M- I think my sister was too busy fighting her own inner demons to fight me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but when we did have our altercations, there would she was she was a scratcher. Mm. So I remember the scratches, like because uh, the, the, a scratch. I would never. I wouldn't fight back. I was very peacemaker from how, a young how old? age. I was. Pr- I. You, you, it's like asking me how many stars are there in the sky. Sure. I was probably I'll be four to seven, and my mum's going to go. Given- my mum's going to go. You were you fucking idiot and I'll go stop listening then stop listening if every if I get everything about our childhood wrong don't fucking listen if it's that annoying um, so I don't know what do you mean what was your question Were you well I was just thinking if, if in my head it, when you're a kid you don't think about gender power dynamics when you're like six or seven so if my yeah. sister's slapping me I'm slapping her back right yeah. but you, you were still being like no, you were I was five just years like, old getting pummeled by your sister and was still thinking, but I wasn't well, getting, I a gentleman really, never hit. I don't know. I'd love to ask my mum about this. I wasn't, it wasn't a magnanimous decision. No, it wasn't. I wasn't standing there like a holier-than-thou four-year-old going, now, now, that's not how we deal with, deal with issues, is it, Melissa? Um, no, I think, I, I think, I don't really remember what we, because we didn't f- physically fight loads to my knowledge. Okay. So she definitely that, yeah. scratched and I'd be like, what the fuck is going so on? So it was truth and logic. You destroyed her with truth and logic. Precisely. <laughs> Which would probably Andrew be destroyed. crying to mum saying, she just, I'm bleeding. Andrew destroys I remember Melissa being shocked, being like, I'm bleeding. Yeah. She's literally, she scratched me and I'm bleeding out yeah. of my arms. Yeah. And I'd kind of, I'd, I'd almost go to mum maybe more in disbelief being like, I'm, I'm, ble- I'm bleeding. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, no, I can't, we weren't, uh, as I said, I think it was, she was too busy battling her own in the day. It's about yeah. me. But I think having an older sister does, like I was definitely, I feel you're inexplicably shaped by it because, well, I don't know about you, but most of the things I watched growing up were quite feminine. So like the shows that I'd watch would be like Desperate Housewives, Ugly Betty, 90210. Um, I actually swerve those because Melissa actually had quite good taste. Um, Misfits. Yeah. Misfits, a bit of Skins I caught. Yeah. Skins was a bit too... But these are all gender neutral shows. Yeah, yeah. But these are like the shows of the time. Yeah. Like Misfits, I remember this was like, that was my Shaped first it. experience Shaped of every, fucking yeah. lit television. Yeah. Misfits was great. Um, but no, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really end up watching those. I didn't watch, I think it was me if it was a music thing. Because I still absolutely, it was when, and Glastonbury last year, the year before. Yeah. Not the poop not one. Punami. Not the poop one. Sorry, just the side Nor note. is it called Punani. No, no, Punani. Have you seen that advert on the tube? No. Horrendous. So there's a Poonami. nappy advert. Well, there's an advert on TV and it's on the tube. Yeah. There's a nappy advert, yeah, which is talking about to stop a Punami, we've got this basically this poop flap in the nappy and there's a smiling poop drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is and it's much. like, and there's an advert and it's saying like, to, to defend against the next Poonami. And it's like, right. a tsunami killed... Many people have died from a tsunami. It's quite a serious... Thousands. Thou- th- millions. In, uh, yeah, in the history of the world, yeah, millions. Yeah, lots of people, are, you yeah. know... And you're a nappy company. You can't be using Poonami. What right do you have? 
it's not a silly, fun thing. This is a lethal tidal wave that's wrecked um, people's lives. Sounded pretty woke there, mate. Well, it's true. I am about like, when it comes to tsunami. Because I think that's tsunami, my one thing. you have like a, yeah, you're not. You'll be laughing away and then someone will be like, oh, like tsunami. a tsunami. But what? <laughs> Do you know how many people have died? Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I've got no problem with it being used. What, the Poonami? I actually just, my biggest question... It's just a a fucking... Oddly, I thought you were being... My biggest question for that advert is like, isn't a nappy just one big poop flap? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? What? Is there just another another (laughs) flap? What's the point? Do you know what I mean? Well, I think it's new... They're always... And I love it when things like nappies have new technology. Don't you love it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When the ads is like saying like this revolutionary technology. It's when they they demonstrate it via a visual aids on an ad... A TV advert. You know, you see like water going down and there's like arrows and then absorption (laughs) lines. And then it bends. It bends to the bottom. It's always a weird advert. You always see... You'll never see more baby nudity than on a nappy advert. Yeah. And it's, of course, it's acceptable, but there's something I don't want to see how well a baby diaper contours <laughs> a baby bottom. I'm trying to watch skins. And it's also like how compl- how different are nappies? I mean, I don't know, but just having right. that. You are pretty ignorant. <laughs> but I don't know if I, how much I'm. I will go back to the question is surely a nappy is one big poop flap. Well, I think that I don't fully remember, but I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure someone will. Um, yeah. But I think it's sort of like a. A flap within that stops it sort of shooting up the the back. What the fuck? <laughs> I think. Well, it must be because it's sort of a flap within the nappy. Okay, how? Talk, okay, to, me, all, talk to me. How poop shooting up? All I know yeah. actually is that there's an image of within the nappy, and there's a dancing poop drop. Yeah, with a smile. Right. And there's a dancing water drop. Confused message. I'd welcome the poop drop rather than want to absorb him, but continue. Poop and water in harmony. Dream team. And then... (laughs) And then they disappear up this sort of... This flap within the nappy. And it goes up. It goes up. So surely that's kind of against what you're saying because you're saying you don't want the poop to go up no it's stopping the in poop this... flying out again wh- why I don't know that's all yeah. I know I'm that's, sure, you've look, got the same information as me now yeah and I'm sure the parents of the <sighs> pod the parents parents of the people who are pa- <laughs> it's alright Drew it's, like, it's not your fault Drew it's not your fault <laughs> what, it's it? not your fault what is it? <laughs> the parents of the poop the parents of the poop the poop of the parents <laughs> is it the poop of the parents pod or the parents who are the parents? Where's the poop? Um, parents. Parents of... <laughs> Fred, friends? Um, fans of the podcast who are parents. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll tell us what's going on. We'll stop. Enough. What was going on before that? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, I completely yeah, yeah. interrupted you. No, 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 no. It was worth it for a You were talking no, I've got about it. I've got nappies. It. No, I've, I've got it. Again, don't don't go off over no, there. Sorry. We're over here. Um, Glastonbury last year. Mm. This is about we're we're back talking to about our sisters' relationships with the sisters. Mine's very music based. Because last year we went. I was with Elle, and she was like, "I want to go and see him at Fly," and I went, "I think I got too much dick for that love." And then she was like, "No, let's go and see it." And I was like, "Okay." Um, we went, and I they started playing. And it turned out I knew every word really? to every song. Really? And that has started a bit of a mcfly with me. Very rarely will I leave the house and go to somewhere with my with music in and not listen to a McFly song. Really? McFly are fucking lit. Really? They have some of the best songs out there. What? Musically, that's 10 out of 10. Really? Yeah. So what... Um... Obviously is the best one, probably. 
I mean, the, the, if you look at some of their more melancholic ones, yeah, they're fucking, they're just gorgeous. Song, it's gorgeous really? songwriting. The gorgeous songwriting. Oh. They're actually a ten out of ten band. That's so you can the whole very underrated. Well, they got, but they're not they really. got a tough rap at being. They kind of get thrown in the same thing as busted. Well, that's about exactly what I was about to say. The comparison is quite frankly nonsensical. So, are busted and McFly both British? Yeah, and they're like the British take on pop punk, right? Yes, pretty so, much. Yeah, I think so. I'm not and great. They're kind at of that. it, right? Yeah. Kind of. It's those guys. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it was the thing that went, that was like the coolest fucking thing in the world for our sisters. That kind of. Yeah, busted. It was my sister was more into busted. Well, we were in a fly household because okay. we had taste. Okay. That was a fucking shot fired, by the way, to your sister and you. Um, but yeah, I guess they were. But it was, it was like the best thing ever. But it lasted for a few years. And yeah. then it became the lamest thing ever. But then they like people who love McFly fucking love McFly and they're like diehard fans. But um, then there was McBusted. Lest we forget. McFlurries as well. Well, that was what my dad used to call McFly. What, McFlurry? Mm. As a joke, one of his japes. One of his japes. Is it in with Holly Willoughby? It was exactly the same as that, <laughs> even though we realised that that was the Keith Lemon bit. <laughs> yeah, I knew that the whole time. You should have said. Oh, sorry. Sorry, well, I thought, because I, I thought, was. No, but oh, then. You thought it was a. You thought it was a. I thought it was a BK original. <laughs> oh, a, w, a whack yeah. original. No, it, it, no. No, I know. Well, I know that. I should have told oh, you. Oh, don't do that face. You're making it worse. I should have told you. No, you just should have said it on there. Because I went, as soon as someone said Keith Lemon, I went, oh yeah, it was him, wasn't it? It wasn't like a key childhood thing for me. We then put it you. on the internet and everyone was like, oh, that was Keith Lemon, your dad's nothing. It's important to you. That is a shame. Um, but yeah, McBusted. What what was that? Was that when... A combination of the two. Does what it says in the tin. <laughs> Fine. No more questions, Your Honor. Yeah, they did like a tour... Maybe it all it all died they did a nostalgia down. Nostalgia tour. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the time where like Matt Willis, like there was Matt, there's Matt Willis from Busted. Uh. There's Danny. Oh shit, Danny and he's not the main guy, but he's Danny's got the voice that goes like, Aah! which was actually not ringing a bell. Genuinely a ten out of ten impression <laughs> for all you for all you McFly fans. They're going. <laughs> he sounds exactly like that. There's Danny and another, there's bell. Danny and loads of others. Tom, Tom. Tom Fletcher. Those are like the. I know Tom Fletcher for some reason because they kind of became mini celebrities. Danny is with, no, Matt Willis is with Emma Willis, <laughs> who is now Emma Willis, who presented Big Brother. Okay, that is that era. Big Brother this presenter goes to the top. when bi- the presenter of Big Brother dating the lead singer of Busted were Poonami. like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, Poonami <laughs> was that Poonami? Is that what you've got to contribute on this podcast? The word Poonami. <laughs> Jesus wept. That's what happens when they come together. I was dissecting <laughs> the culture of the mid noughties whenever the fuck it was. I'd say Teenies? They come together and create a Poonan way. <laughs> How would you do that nappy other? Because I'd do an actual tsunami of shit and with like a... I'd do the, the, the aftermaths. I'd do um, I'd do family searching for their their young children in through the wreckage of Poo. Yeah. Um Good. That was, I like that a lot. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's probably how I'd do it and I'd do it as a sort of um, I'd do it as like a one of those appeal aid ads that they might, might have after the tsunami which is like for £3 a month mm. um, you can help the survivors of the tsunami well, what you can do for £3 a pack we can stop <laughs> devastations like this ever yeah. hitting the world again Yeah, because your child shit so much is killing people <laughs> That's it's causing a poonami. <laughs> it is a poonami. 
I am. I am surprised. I think tsunami you're allowed to use. Are you not? I've seen. I feel like any UK-based um, water park you go to, there'll be a attraction that's based on a tsunami. There'll be like the tsunami swells or oh, do you think? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, there's a wave pool. Okay, yeah. another controversial opinion. Go for it. Who gives a fuck about wave pools? Yeah, we went to one in Centre Parks. That was a particularly bad wave pool. <laughs> okay, so now you're defending wave pools. No, I'm not. I'm giving wave pools. <laughs> I'm giving wave pools a fair hearing. That you was. Just to me, like you were the biggest fan of wave. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's a. No, I'm giving them a fair trial. Fine, because fine. like we can't judge wave pools based on the Centre Parks Longleat web wave pool. That was awful. So you think that was yeah. Fine. That was far below the average of wave pools. Fine. Even the best wave pool in the world. I'd probably be pretty I'd, sick. I'd want to go on yeah, that, actually. Yeah. But like the average wave pool, you're going up and down. Yeah. But it's for families, isn't it? Is it? Well, it felt very much... <laughs> at Centre Parks, it really felt like... It really felt like there was a lot of families there. Yeah, no shit. And what a, five, what a fucking... What great analysis. There's a lot of families at Centre Parks. young lads, it really did feel like we were, we were bumming the vibes me? out. No, no shit. Oh, in, do you mean in the wave pool? Yeah, okay. because we I were. I thought you just did like the we worst were... taken centre parks ever. I was like, we did an episode on that. You're like, there was a lot of families at centre parks. It was kind of weird that the five of us went. It's like great. So you think without us, the wave pool would have been realised its full potential? Last week, I went down back home. Where was it? Last was week. It? Yeah. it was last Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Post, so post. Um, I went back home briefly um, to Lewis, where my mother lives. Um, and Lewis is an ancient town, um, full of ancient people. Full of ancient people. And I found something that once again reestablishes my the middle Middle Ages will never stop surprising me. <laughs> it's true. It's always been the funniest period of history, but I always feel like, all right, I get what's funny. Did about the it. Crusades come within the Middle Ages? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Me the medieval period is fully it's basically vague. as soon as the Renaissance hit is when it ends. Yeah. So 14, once we started appreciating culture, that's when the, the common. Like, oh, well, they can't sit in the bog anymore. <laughs> yeah. But end of the Roman Empire into up to the Renaissance is as funny as humans probably will ever get. Yeah. Um, and I keep finding out stuff about the Middle Ages that further proves that point. And Lewis, being an old medieval town, uh, is filled with this sort of stuff. And it's very like you, you can sense it when you're in Lewis as a castle. It's very like it's very, it's very stony. Yes, and, and hilly. We were checking out the the graveyard where we shot Heart Attack Hitman. I don't know if you vaguely remember that. I do. Um, Why? Because I was like, we shot Heart Attack Hitman. Now I haven't been there no, no. for ten years. Wait, so why did you, what was your, well, how did that end up that you and your mom decided to check well, out we the would, local cemetery? we were cemetery? going for a walk and we so, passed it. Yeah. So we, oh, we, we went in there and it's an old, it's like a 1200 church. Um, and in there was, I always read in the signs. Yeah. yeah for, for little, little gems like this. Tidbits. And I saw this, before I saw the sign, I saw this really old stone slab door with, a language I didn't understand. Similar to Lord of the Rings, you know, when they're going into the mines yes. and he touches it and it yeah. all lights up. And it was similar. I was like, I don't even know what language that is. What's going on? Right. I thought it, it seemed, it seemed Elvish, but it was actually Latin. But I needed to find out what that language was. It was Latin. Was it not Anglo? And the door Saxon. was actually leading to the door of an anchorite. The door right? led to a door of an anchorite? Yes. So the door Ooh. led... Right. Or to, to the, to the quarters, the anchorite's yeah. quarters. The anchorite's quarters. An anchorite, all right, is a... Re so this is reading out the, read out the description word for word. What is an anchorite? Okay, so in medieval times, a man wishing to follow a strict religious life would be sealed 
into a small building attached to a church. So the building's not an anchorite. The person in the building's an anchorite. Once walled in, he would not leave the building. That's a full stop. There's no. There's nothing more. We'll not leave the building un- unless. No, no in it's, case a, it's a full stop. New he shall remain in the building. <laughs> so the end. Once walled in, he would not he leave will the building. Remain there. <laughs> Period. He would not leave the building. I love that it's almost like no reason. <laughs> No caveats. He shall once, not leave the building. Once walled in. Once sealed he, into the building. Built, oh, forget it. He would not leave the building. A servant would bring food and remove v- waste via a hatch. What do you think waste is? A punami. Precisely. <laughs> so he has a punami well, hatch. Let's hope he doesn't have a punami in there. Yeah. In that sealed, <laughs> in that sealed room that he's not allowed to leave. The anchorite mm. had a narrow window or a squint... <laughs> <laughs> looked into the church and gave a view of the altar so that he could participate in religious services. That's all we have on an anchorite, okay? That, seeing him... <laughs> oh, yeah, put, can you put the picture of yeah, him yeah, on it? Yeah, it'll be there. Maybe, but seeing... Okay, right, we'll get into, we'll get into the, the hilarity of the situation of him there. Um, but seeing... The funniest thing for me would be, right, I'm a Lewis resident. I'm sure. an inhabitant of Lewis. I'm the, well, is this the 1200s? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm the local friar. <laughs> no, that's religious, isn't it? I'm the local blacksmith. I've got a wife, three kids. You're respected around town. Respected around town. One of my kids died a bit too early, yeah. but everyone else is dead as well. You've got seven kids. You know? Exactly. No, I've got three. <laughs> but four died. But six died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only 32. But so we went... You're going to die in three years. Yeah, I'm wearing one of those... those um, um, what kind of... Material? Everything you're wearing is made from the same uh, material. Yeah, but what is You've it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what? Your shoes... You look like linen Yeah, it's one massive slab of linen and uh, you've made mate. your shoes... I look like a stone. <laughs> your shoes, your trousers, your top and your hat are all made from the same... One material sankar. I look like I'm hiding from something. I look like I'm trying to camouflage just like a rock, okay? But I'm a respected man about town and the town blacksmith. When your shoes and your hat are, are the yeah. same thing... And then it's like one of those hats with the little dangly things. <laughs> same colour as my trousers, shoes and top, right? It's I'm I'm respected around town. I'm the blacksmith. I you know, I help people out. Yeah. I've been I've I haven't gone to battle myself, but I've made the swords for the people of battle. So yeah, you're be, a domestic hero. I'm a domestic hero. I'm I'm not necessarily the guy, yeah. but I'm you know, I'm part of the I'm part of the town's apparatus. Sure. It's Sunday. And there with my wife and two and three kids. Three kids. And uh, as as is of course <laughs> going to happen, I'm going to go to church on the Sunday. Have to. Um, so I go there. I sit down. <laughs> the priest stands. <laughs> the priest. The priest stands up and starts, you know, getting things underway and whatever. But just before he is about to start, there's this kind of small slit in the window over just behind the priest, and I just see this little troll man. <laughs> <laughs> Troll man with bloodshot eyes just pop his head up and turn it slightly diagonally so he can get his head so he can get both of his eyes through there and he just appears there for the entirety of the service I go up and get communion he's still there just looking and then on my way and as the priest says peace be with you and also with you he just slivers back in and then that's the only time I see him so the the, the person who stayed in that building, Owl Cave, whatever it is, was a Danish knight who, upon returning from the Crusades, I think, one of right. the Crusades. A knight? Yeah. That was, it was mainly, it was, it was high end, it was like, it was like noblemen who did it. 
Oh, I thought it, it was almost... It, no, he's it, a servant. It, it reeks of a punishment, doesn't it? It does reek of a punishment, but yeah. it's not. It, Piety. There's a, there's a servant who has to look after this guy in many ways, so it, it, it is a noble thing. I would say that's a... Looking after <laughs> might be a stretch <laughs> of bringing him basic food yeah. and removing his shit. But there's just... Looking the, after. The logic is incredible. So it's... He's lived a, a seemingly quite a eventful life. He's a knight who's returned from the Crusades. And Absolutely. now he wants to commit himself fully to God mm. with no other distractions. So he says, seal me in. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fact that there's no way out. He has two things, a hatch. So he must shit in a bucket and then leave it out the hatch. Yeah. Do you think, I just wonder if I'm in the, I mean, I guess you are crazy and religious, but I just feel like you would surely lose your mind. You can't not. You can't. How not. much can you truly like appreciate God? I mean, it could, it could be it could be almost <laughs> meditation, I guess. Yeah. You know, their their prayer will transcend into meditation at that point. Yeah. I think it's impossible not to. It's like being in a sensory deprivation tank your whole life. And then but also, one can that you, you shit in. Are you allowed? I wonder if you're allowed to change your mind. Can you stop being an anchorite? I think because it's nobleman. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, because surely it can't be like, uh, <laughs> guys, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I I didn't. I think I could get closer to God without having to be sealed into a room. And I feel like if you're in... The, I mean, I guess everything stinks because of the Middle Ages, but having this stinky... He's not showering ever. Ever. Yeah. He's not going to... How long... To just say, the quest... There's a few unanswered things from it because I want to know, like, how long they would... Would he go in there till death? He would not leave. I, that, it was open-ended. He would not leave. Yeah, right. but... Let's go on Wikipedia, actually. Do you want your other seltzer? Yes, please. <sighs> So, fascinatingly, uh, even though the first Anchorite was in like the year 300 in like Syria or whatever, um, anchor Anchoritism, whatever it is, became incredibly popular. And very popular in England. So, Nick and <laughs> Nick, all the Anchorites. Everyone else went, no thanks. And we went, oh, <laughs> sounds like a bit of me. Something that really made me laugh about an Anchorite is that, so... Uh, an anchorite is someone who would, for religious reasons, withdraw from secular society to be able to leave an intensely prayer-orientated, Eucharist-focused life. While anchorites are frequently considered to be a type of hermit, unlike hermits, they're required to take a vow of stability of place, opting... I like that, a vow of stability of place. You're mm. in a fucking cell. I shan't leave. <laughs> I, I shan't be I leave. vow to remain. <laughs> opting for permanent enclosures and cells often attached to sh um, churches. What made me laugh is that um, anchorites had a certain autonomy as they did not what as they did not answer to any ecclesiastical authority other than the bishop and there's just you're locked so, in a room <laughs> something so funny you're, locked, you're shitting in a room there's something funny well, about at least I don't answer to no bishops <laughs> no, you're pooing in a room no, he answers to the bishop but below oh. the bishop he doesn't need to answer oh, to oh so him. he does answer to the bishop <laughs> yeah, he answers to the bishop right. at so least I, I don't have to answer to no priest exactly so about what so, <laughs> What's there to answer to when you're, all your, your only existence is eating and shitting in a room? So there was actually a recent anchorite. Uh, well, at least no one's telling me how to shit. There's, so up into, okay. annoyingly, I'd love to see an anchorite. I'd love to see an anchorite. Oh, a big Can anchorite guy, honestly. Can you imagine being able to just peek in and see an anchorite? Would you want to see an anchorite? I would or feel like, so, so bleak afterwards. I would traumatise me forever. But there's a, there's a consensualness there, right? They chose to do that to themselves. Therefore, surely it takes a lot of the... It's just, it does make it, it just, it's just funny. It's not sad, right? Oh, it's, it, it's not funny. It's hilarious. Um, it's hilarious looking back on it. If there was a modern day anchorite. There was, there's, there's modern day anchorite. So an American woman um, who basically, it's clearly a nut job, went to Rome and became an anchorite in one of the churches there. 
up and she died in 1990. She was in there from 1945 till 1990. What? Yeah, so that's a rec- that's the most recent anchorite. When so, was 19 what? So 1945 that, to 19 let me read out. The last anchorite. So 1990. Nazarena of Jesus. So most anchorites were women, by the way. Of Jesus. Naz- I mean, she called herself. So she says, Nazarena of Jesus. I going to say. Her that's... actual name is Julia. Um, <laughs> Wait, where, where is she from? Was an American, American who felt called to become an anchorite and entered the Camilla Dolis Abbey of Sant'Antimino in Rome in 1945. Remaining the Italian there, language really sings off your tongue. Remaining there until her death in 1990. Let's see. Oh, there's no pictures. Well, um, I don't think it is. I don't think it's a picture situation, is it? Well, I mean, anchorite isn't like all oh, come and look at the freak. I mean, if you're the last anchorite, well, you, she don't, we don't know. There could be more. Well, it's the last recorded one on here. No, that would be one of the saddest things I've ever seen. It's like it's it's like it's peeping into. It'll be hard. Like it's peeping into a hostage. I know they're doing it willingly, but it, there's no way that you're going to look into that room and you're not going to feel like your world is shattered. Yeah, I guess, but it's not a hostage. I know, but she's like, lo- she's she funny loving it. Like, look, religion. She's praying herself sure, silly. Sure, sure. Should we maybe say I don't think you should do this? Should we maybe give you a fucking hand? Do you need a hand, love? That's what I'd say. If I had a moment, I'd be like, Do you need a hand, love? But a lot of people struggle with life and reality. I don't think the answer is being an anchorite. <laughs> I don't know, but you know. Do you think that's the answer? A lot of people Seal just struggle with the pressures and responsibilities of life. <laughs> If she did find some solace in being an anchorite... Anchoritism. Anchoritism. <laughs> if she be, yeah, in anchoritism, then maybe it isn't a sad thing. Maybe it is someone who's taking control of her life. How She's many, not hurting anyone. How many years was she in there? 45 years. Where was she? Uh, in Rome. In what? In a, a cell attached to a church in Rome. A, a what? A cell. A cell. So a sealed room. But <laughs> yeah. what was she doing? Well, in she had a squint, probably. She... <laughs> she, she's squint. an anchorite, not a slave. <laughs> she's, got, she's got a squint. It's not even a big window. It's a, it's a narrow She's wind. an anchorite, not a hostage. Um, no, I don't think any... <laughs> Look, medieval people, you know, get on your bullshit, slay queen, you do you. I think, you know... But modern... Modern, if there's anyone post the 1600s, <laughs> Anchorite. I'm not I'm not I'm, yeah. I'm saying then we should step in yeah I don't think I think there's a moral obligation to for, ban anchoritism I yeah I do it's an interesting question it's not because it's because it's an interesting question about freedom isn't it it is do you, should you have the freedom to the enslave freedom yourself, to enslave yourself? <laughs> which is where there's a question so that is a thing I've heard that in a different example yeah um, would you ban anchoritism in the it's UK it's a great question <laughs> and I'm actually going to have to think about it for a couple I of seconds it could, I mean obviously there could be loopholes where someone enslaves someone and pretends they're an anchorite well no but that's obviously uh, that, that's that aside, bad. we're yeah. saying pure anchoritism <laughs> Vintage eat, anchoritism. Eat, sleep. Old school. Repeat. Old school anchoritism. <laughs> By the well, book. I mean, eat, sleep, kind of shit. Um, eat, sleep, shit, repeat. Eat, I... sleep, pray, repeat. It's never been more true than for an anchorite. Yeah. Because that really is kind of it. Eat, sleep, shit, pray, repeat. I'd argue you'd go so, like, how can, oh God. I guess you'd go so insane that you'd, you'd hallucinate all the time. All the time. So therefore that's what, that would be their getting in touch with God. Yeah. Because they have, their mind would make up stuff because they've got no stimuli. And I bet they don't even have like a comfy chair in there. You know, I, you, you could just imagine. They They're an anchorite. <laughs> they've got nothing. They've got nothing. They've, I bet they've got a wooden chair and that's it. Oh, it's a horrible thing. I bet they sleep sitting down. Would I ban it is an interesting question. Because yeah. it's not, it's, it's like I'm leaning towards a, a no, but it's not an easy no in the slightest. Are they doing home workouts in there? 
No. <laughs> the modern day anchorite does not need to be in a in a cell in a ro- in a in a church in Rome. They need to be in a mental home. What about a rom com? Okay. Oh, uh, now we're talking. Where um, it's probably best to do it in the Middle Ages. Um, but I'm, I'm open to ideas where anchor the right guy will come along. Uh, who should be in, who's funnier to be the anchorite the man or the woman Ryan Reynolds so Ryan Reynolds is playing a med- medieval guy he can't no, be no, the no, anchorite no, no. he's the love interest he's the love interest so the, there's a woman in his anchorite yeah okay um, oh wait it doesn't work in the middle no East. I want a man <laughs> you keep changing your mind I know I want a man to be an anchorite who'd be the funniest anchorite Alec Baldwin no uh, we can't afford the insurance we can't um, who is oh this is a tough one because it's not you don't want a pure comedy comedy because then it will go too into the realms of aren't Anchorite silly and we're not saying that okay alright well, maybe it's not McConaughey would be good but he would be good dramatically exactly but he, he would be a bit silly maybe, he'd be a, he, because the role's going to be a little bit but seeing McConaughey in there I wouldn't immediately laugh I'd be like it's noble to be an Anchorite because he'd have right. such charisma he's got the face you the, the comedy is you fucked it lad Sandler no, no, for some reason, no. It's a tough one. Kevin James, more like No, 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 too much. <laughs> Kevin James, for me, is a hard no. Sandler, I think, more, because he's got, there's a goofiness, but it's, you know. Brian Gittins. I mean, that might be on the two on the nose. I think it's two on the nose. <laughs> Dude, he would crush it, though. Him or Joe Wilkinson would absolutely crush being yeah, an anchorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're built for it. But... Yeah, it's true, it's true. <laughs> um, Rob, but what about Rob, a rom-com? Rob Brydon. Rob Brydon would be pretty good. Um... There's someone out there who's perfect for this, but but it maybe it's set. Let's take this woman who went in there in 1945 and mm. came out in 1990. What would happen if she didn't come out? She died. She died. She that's, never came out. That's, 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 that's the that's point. That's very important. <laughs> As I said, they would enter the building <laughs> oh, yeah. and would not would not leave. leave. <laughs> <laughs> what about so she's in there and then it could be a romantic leader, Ryan Reynolds type. Mm. Uh, He's exploring Rome mm. and then hears about this anchorite and then sees it Wait, are we setting this in the time of Julia, the anchorite yes. from America? Let's just say for now. Or you could do it modern days. I think let's bring it to, let's like make it the noughties. Yes, no, noughties, fine. Oddly, or, oddly historical, but not. Yeah. Kind of a weird nostalgia. But part of me thinks, imagine this, where f- for some, some meet cute means that they have this back and forth between the, through the squint through the squint <laughs> eye contact through the squint yeah you could barely make it out but that makes it more romantic because you're and then 40, you just see you like know, one eye love at first sight love is, is blind it, love is blind yeah love is blind so it has that sort of thing going on mm. and then he starts she's been in there since 1945 yeah and let's say it's even 2012 so the internet's been around yeah he starts showing her youtube videos so he st- you know first they meet cute and there, like there's a meet cute there's, a, there's an eye to an eye <laughs> there's like you know there's something yeah. between them yeah. that's uh, un- uh, yeah. indescribable that she mm. can't bear in mind he can see all of her yeah she can't see all of him i don't think he can it squints I don't no know. i still think it's got to be the male has to be the anchorite maybe we can make it a bit more because I, I think classically it's- it would be the male yeah. It's like a hunch, hunchback of Notre Dame situation. Interesting. Whereas I think let's reverse it and make it a female, even though it's ringing. I think it'll be funnier for a guy to be in there. <laughs> There's something that sit, it, it, it doesn't sit but well with audiences. But it's interesting. The idea of him showing her like well, YouTube videos and blowing like, her mind. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, it's the hero's journey. Refusal yeah. of journey is one of the key. No, I know, I know. So she, at first she turns Don't down. show me. She's trying to stay pious. And then when he keeps coming back, she's like, I thought more about um, 
that Gangnam Style video you showed me. And I would much like to see more of this. The kind of <laughs> quick quivering in the corner. Is he the king? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has no idea. Is he your ruler? <laughs> yeah. Um, the big question we have to ask, and it's the only question about the ending, yeah. is does she become ingrained within normal society or does he become an anchorite as well? That's a great question. They could have conjoining anchorite I'll cells. what it is. Conjoining anchorite cells because they couldn't be in the same cell because that's not true anchoritism. It's not true anchoritism. I'll tell you what it is. I think he breaks her out constantly thinking, he convinces that she wants freedom. Right. He breaks her out. The final she can't. She can't deal with the freedom. An epilogue. And then he, she realizes, look, though I love you, mm. I love being an anchorite more right. and I don't feel comfortable in this world. This is not the world I left. I left 1945. This, I don't yeah. understand this world. This does, world doesn't well, understand me. Well, that's why me. it's funnier in modern day as well because she can be going around like Oxford Circus Exactly. She doesn't understand when it. When she's been in a cell in a <laughs> Roman church for the last 20 years. Yeah. And um, so then she's like, I'm going to go back to being an anchorite. And then right. he decides to be an anchorite to be close to her. So yeah. you have both, but it ends with them both being anchorites. He decides and, he loves her more than his freedom. Yeah. And they're not in the same cell, but their squints are facing each other. Mm. And that's your final shot. So they're squinting at each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't squint, do they? You wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't. They've got a full you view. You are like... You're forced to squint. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and then it's like, I think it's like the final scene, the final shot would be kind of like a cross section of the two conjoining things and like the two lights reflecting through the different squints. So they're separate but together. That's lovely. Zoom it's, out. There is something in there. Zoom out. There's something quite powerful there. Anchoritism. <laughs> it's probably called anchoritism. It's called anchoritism. <laughs> How about an anchor? Uh, well, the an an finding the anchor right guy. That's great. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Every one of these things, I'm like getting closer. I I actually love that. That there's something definitely there's something actually, there. It's there isn't. She needs to be like stupidly hot. I think so, but so ugly when she's in the thing. And then no, but like. But I think it's funny, like Hollywooding it up. Oh, I think it's funny like, having Margot okay. Robbie in there. Yeah. <laughs> so it, like, well, you make it dumb. You make it. I think like blow dry, like blow dried hair. Quite like a minimal but decent makeup on, but yeah. just like one splodge of mud on her face. <laughs> yeah, like, no attempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full cleavage. Full, yeah, yeah. In like cloth. <laughs> kind of kind of dirty cloth, but just like her tits have clearly got like a push-up bra on. Or we make it weird and we say that she has glasses on in there and she thinks she's ugly. And the only ugly thing about her is that she's wearing glasses. And when she comes the out, he, tribe, yeah, yeah. And he takes the glasses off when she and comes she's out. And she's breathtaking. <laughs> Well, maybe, no, that could be the first intimate moment between them, the first kind of physical intimate moment that he'll reach his hand through the squint, take off her glasses and then go, wow. Yeah. A lot of it happens through the squint. That's uh, uh, So are you thinking the squint's thick enough to get a hand through there? I think for our part, we might have to Hollywood cheat it. <laughs> I don't think in reality it would be, but I think we're going to have to have this some. This is movie magic. Yeah. We're going to have to have physical contact before. She's not, before... Or he makes a claw. <laughs> no, I guess that would be the same. It'd be the same. 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 Well, you can go like that. No, we yeah. need. Well, obviously, we'll add. It will be a very difficult. He won't be able to easily get the I hand. I love in the there. idea of not being able to get the hand through because they're so so romantic about that. And then the yeah. <laughs> I think he can't. He can't touch no, but her. A bit. A bit. Yeah. A bit. Well, it depends what movie we're making here. Are we making a? Are we making a Bon squint. Monty Python comedy, or are we making? A <laughs> I think it's serious. Pretty I think it's woman. A, I think it's well, pretty. Then we've woman. got to get the hand through there. I think it's pretty. Then woman. we have to get the hand through there. Why? Because you can't, that's too silly. Then that's, that's we're satirizing, we're satirizing yeah, rom-coms. We need but to make it a real rom-com. quite funny as well, which is that 
he can only see like a slither of light in there. So it's once again, you see like a flash or something and he can only see her tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, you're now trying to make the hungover games. <laughs> Well, because you could have that he can't he can't really see her and then when she eventually disavows her anchoritism and he's been he's met her for like a week, she, yeah. he goes, Oh shit. Oh, so there's like yeah. a catfish sort of moment. Catfish, yeah. <laughs> which would look like an actual anchorite, which is like absolute shit. The skincare routine isn't gonna be great. Well, yeah. you'd actually your skin wouldn't be too bad because you haven't been exposed to too much sun. Do you know what would be a yeah, that's true. That's very true. No need for SPF no, in no the alcohol. anchorite hole. No alcohol. Alcohol and some of the big two that fuck skin up, you know? Yeah. For my sins. Then again, I'm not sure the hydration is good. Yeah. General um, sanitization, you know. I'm sure. I think alcohol and sun is probably the the factors for worsening skin in people that don't live in a sealed box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like to try and explain certain things to her, like try and explain. Um, don't speak to me before my before my coffee. Try and explain right. that to an anchor. Millennial culture. <laughs> That'd be tough. That'd it be would. a tough way because she's yeah. I guess because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's so much to get there's a huge bridge to get there something that something that we might run into so we've got Margot Robbie in there mm. um, I do think it might kill the romantic vibes the kind of there, there's an undeniable sexual tension it's similar to Romeo and Juliet you know when they look through the fish tank yes I'm imagining that sort of level of romantic tension being built when they're the looking through squint, the of yeah, course, yeah. Via squint, squint yeah squint based um, mm. romance mm. um she is shitting in a bucket in that room, <laughs> remember? Which I imagine only gets taken away once he's a, a day. He's I, a progressive male lead, though. So he doesn't mind... He understands that women are women. But us as filmmakers don't understand that because we've cast Margot Robbie as the anchorite. Right. So I think that kind of goes against our Why? toxic world. Does Margot view. Robbie not shit? Well, no, she doesn't. When do, when do you see Margot Robbie shit on film? In Finding the Anchorite Guy. <laughs> Why? Well, it's just, I don't, I just wonder if like, we'd have to, there's not many things that the anchorite does. And one of them, them is shitting. Yeah. So you'd have to so sort when of deal with yeah, it. A lot, we're going to have to follow the male round a lot. Because when they're not together, the action in the anchorite room is pretty fucking minimal. Because there's no one, there's no one to talk. Ah! No, there's not. We've got the other character of the servant. God. They can have the conversation. Oh, I God. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, we can do surreal and go into some God stuff. Yeah, God But no, so. no, but she can have like, you can have a, a, a kind of B story with the servant. What about the God? The servant's in love with her as well. Love triangle. Love triangle. That's Anchorite great. triangle. The servant's in love with her as well. And we keep it that classic yeah. McConaughey style and he was And he was like, no, you can't leave. You can't leave. You vow to God. But he kind of wants to have the conjoining anchorite rooms with her, but he's never got the green light. And then his heart's broken when she decides to leave. Well, the servant actually, I think, he, he keeps saying that he wants to be vowed to God, but he also knows that she doesn't love him. But that one moment a day, well, twice a day, he brings her food no. and he collects her shit. That one moment a day. Then <laughs> that's what he says to someone. He can say that to the priest. Well, is this the emotional that, bit? Yeah, here, when yeah. he's like, he's poured his heart out to the priest and it's like... <laughs> The happiest I will ever be in my entire life is that one moment a day I go and collect her shit. He would say waste. He would say waste. Waste, yeah. Waste is funny as well. It's more subtle. I go and collect her waste. So yeah, maybe. Or, or okay, right. This is a bit better. He's like, 
He's in love with her, knows he can he can never get her, but yeah. wants to keep her in that room. Because so that, he can, that, is forced. That force, but that small relationship he has with her, that's is enough all to he's sustain get, it. And that's enough all he, to sustain exactly. it. And, but, and, and it's, so when this new guy comes around and then he tries to like kill him, has a plot against the guy, maybe not kill him, but has a, he needs to, yeah. that's our antagonist. I also think- This is that, now actually shaping yeah, up yeah. into a film. I mean, also uh, some, one of the messages would be the Ryan Reynolds character, whoever it is. I think maybe Ryan Reynolds is a bit old for this. I don't know. But- you think of Sham Sham? A question needs to come around 75% way through, at the beginning of the third act, who's the real anchorite? There needs to be, right. there needs to be a question. Are you think there's a question whether the male is there? Well, I'm just saying, you know, I might be stuck in this cell, yeah. but you're the real prisoner or something like that. You know, who's, re- <coughs> who's really stuck? We can touch on the kind of, the. <laughs> we can touch on the high streetification no. of Rome. <laughs> And okay. all that, and well, maybe not high street, but the posh shop close to my heart. Yeah, he's well, no, no, me too. You know the capitalize the capitalization the high of, of grand, of Rome. Yes. you know, grand things. Yeah. Now Rome is just one big shopping center, and our male lead is the chauvinistic, materialistic man who's the real prisoner, who is the last person who would you would ever, ever think would fall an for an anchorite. Yeah, but he does yeah. out of the power of love. And then she makes him see. He has a thing where he finally says. What the fuck are you doing, babes? Who? Like, no, uh, Ryan Reynolds, let's say, yeah. the male protagonist. He's like, this is crazy. You're a prisoner. And mm. then she's like, am I a prisoner or are you a prisoner? I've listened to your stories for the he last five at- weeks. Yeah, mm. go on. Oh, he looks down at his Gucci shoes and then looks back up. <laughs> and then she then continue with the dialogue. That's just the She goes, point. I've been listening to you for five weeks and all you've ever talked about is your Gucci Thing. boots. Yeah. Your and he, knee and he high never con- takes those Gucci boots off. <laughs> no, he has knee-high converses as well. I think he's a good... <laughs> Fine. I'll concede. <laughs> he's, he's just got loads of different pairs of shoes on. Yeah. Um, and it seems like in many ways, though I might not be able to leave place, my mind is free. Whereas you are a slave to the knee-high converses that you wear every... I think it's knee-high converses he wears every day. It, we've accidentally introduced new ones. <laughs> we've made the film. <laughs> Well, that's it. Thanks, guys. Uh, that is uh, he. He's the, what's the name of the film? Finding the right, finding the anchor right guy. <laughs> it's Ryan Reynolds and Margot Robbie. Maybe TBC on cast. TBC I don't love cast. Margot, but we'll see. If you guys have any thoughts, because we're trying to develop this as a script, so if you guys have any thoughts for how to Plot develop lines, these characters, characters cast and choice in cast and choice in score. Yeah. We've got three main characters Producers, to cast. Yeah. yeah. Three, well, yeah, the same, but they'll be, they'll be like the best friend of the guy. Who, a female, Dude, like they're, they're, no, 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 they're doing batting no, practice. No, no. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck are you doing with that, that anchorite chick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. Great. <laughs> see you next, oh, see you well, next, next week. week. Yeah, yeah, next week. Oh. Oh. <laughs> nice. See ya, bye.